It's been a while since we've been able to have Father Wade Menezes with us on the show, but it's good to have you back with us, Father, after a, a long, I, I'm not going to say summer break, but a long summer. <laughs> yes, it has been, but it's, it's, it's been a, a good, long, working somewhat restful summer for me, yeah. <laughs> well, we have a new thing in the, in our household. We've been calling it the Wright Institute for Theological Discourse, and it's really our dining room table. And I wanted to share this story with you and with our listeners that, you know, one day I come home from work, it's late in the afternoon, a little bit later than I normally come home, and our oldest is sitting at the dining room table with four books spread out in front of him very neatly. They're all the lives of the saints, different volumes, different authors. And I said, son, what are you doing? in there. There's no homework yet. And he goes, well, Dad, I heard that this year when I'm confirmed, I have to pick a new name and it has to be a saint's name. Well, there's a lot of saints. So I thought I'd get a jump start on this before school begins. And of course, that turned into all of the children asking, well, why does he get a new name? And and why did you name me this name? I, I You know, maybe I would have preferred that name, Dad. And I said, okay, there's only one guy we can bring into this conversation now for some answers. And that's from the Fathers of Mercy, Father Wade Menezes, host of Open Line Tuesday on EWTN Radio. And Father, I, I almost had James call in, but I didn't want to monopolize your show that day. <laughs> well, boy, I would have loved to have been a, a, a fly on the wall in your dining room the afternoon all of this took place, <laughs> you know. But, you know, your son's right. And I commend not only him for a jumpstart, as he said, on picking a saint's name for his upcoming confirmation, but I also commend his uh, catechism teacher, his CCD teacher, for encouraging the kids in his class to pick a name of a saint for confirmation. That's a time-honored tradition in our Catholic Church. And we look no further than the church's teaching on what's in a name uh, to understand the beauty of this, whether it be the, the given name at baptism or whether, in your son's case, uh, the name chosen uh, by himself uh, at uh, confirmation time. You know, so uh, as far as Catholics go, what's in a name? Well, a lot, <laughs> you know, and, and I'd like to comb through the catechism here, uh, several paragraphs, and I'll give the numbers because it's just such rich, rich theology of, of this whole topic of, of what's in a name. So any parent, Adam, of our one holy Catholic and apostolic church does well to recognize the importance and the awesome responsibility, I call it, uh, one has when choosing a name for their children. Now, I'm talking about baptism right now, and then we'll work up to the importance of confirmation. As taught in the Catechism of the Catholic Church under the heading, the Christian name, that's actually the heading of this particular section of the Universal Catechism. Under the heading of the Christian name, we are fully and formally received into God's family at the time we receive the sacrament of baptism, which is when a Christian formally receives his or her name in the church. Catechism number 2165 says this, quote, In baptism, the Christian receives his name in the church. Parents, godparents, and the pastor are to see that the child be given a Christian name. The patron saint, for example, provides a model of charity and the assurance of his or her prayer over the individual who receives their name. How beautiful is that, right? Uh, remember, too, that the actual name of the person, Adam, is, is literally inserted and actually part of the form of the sacrament of baptism. Every sacrament, all seven of them, have matter and form. Well, uh, the form, often the formulary of the words spoken to confer or administer that sacrament, along with the proper matter to it, uh, the formula uh, has the name, comma, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So you said your, your son's name was James, is that correct? That is correct. 
So when he was baptized, I presume as, as an infant, when you and your wife had him baptized soon after he was born, the form literally had his name chosen by you and your bride inserted in the formula to administer the sacrament of baptism. How beautiful is that? The priest or the deacon or the bishop said, James, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As part of the sacrament of baptism, we Catholic Christians are further instructed in the catechism number 2156. So I quoted 2165. We'll invert now those two last numbers. In 2156, we read, Parents, sponsors, and the pastor are to see that a name is not given to the child, which is foreign to Christian sentiment. The sacrament of confirmation would be included here when choosing a confirmation name. So, Wade, if you're having a priest named Father Wade tell you that parents should not choose a name that is foreign to Christian sentiment, well, God had a plan because Wade means wanderer. W-A-N-D-E-R-E-R, -E -E not wanderer, like one who wanders, W-O-N-D-E-R. <laughs> Although some of my confers might say that I wander too much, right? But no, I'm talking about Wade the Wanderer, and look, itinerant missionary preacher that I am. So God had a plan when my parents got that name out of TV Guide in 1965 <laughs> from a character in a John Wayne movie, right? Good cowboy name, Wade, right? So, but they chose Lewis, my father. And so I do have St. Louis as a middle name. And then for Jude, all five of us Menezes children, uh, partly because of a, a holy guilt trip from my mother and father, all of us chose Jude for our confirmation because my parents, especially my mom, had a very strong devotion to St. Jude. And get this, our only sister, Susie, chose Judith. And she didn't spell it J-U-D-I-T-H. No, she wanted the whole name of Jude in there. So she spells her confirmation name J-U-D-E-T-H. How awesome is that, right? So again, 2156, parents should not choose a name that is foreign to Christian sentiment. And so let's get at least that middle name, hopefully the first name. If not the first name, definitely the middle name and definitely the confirmation name after a saint. Uh, parents can give their offspring any name that supports the Lord's sanctifying of humanity. I'd like to think that my wandering as an itinerant traveling missionary preacher helps to sanctify humanity by being faithful to God's grace in my work, my priestly work as an itinerant missionary preacher. The Catechism number 2156 states clearly that the sacrament of baptism is conferred in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, again, with the person's name inserted first. These are words of both blessing and sanctification in the name of the three divine persons, Adam, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the Most Holy Trinity. In baptism, the Lord's name sanctifies, and the Christian receives his name in the church. This can be the name of a saint, that is, of a disciple who has lived a life of exemplary fidelity to the Lord. One's patron saint provides a model of charity, right? Remember, all the saints were canonized based on what? Heroic virtue. All the saints are canonized based on the heroic virtue they lived and exhibited during their life at some point, surely towards the end of their life, so much so that people who knew them were clamoring at the local bishop in the diocese where they died to have their causes introduced for beatification and subsequent canonization. Huh? So again, this could be the name of a saint, that is, of a disciple who has lived in exemplary fidelity to the Lord. Once patron saint provides a model of charity and other virtue, we are assured of his or her intercession, as the church teaches. And the baptismal name can also express a Christian mystery or a Christian virtue. Examples of this last component include names like faith, hope, and charity. I even have a, a goddaughter out in California named Hope. She's the daughter of my 
first cousin. Uh, our mothers were sisters. And so I'm godfather, baptismal godfather to little hope. And so there you have an example of a virtue uh, as a baptismal given name. Now, yeah. Father, it, it seems like the church is giving us a lot of leeway here it, when it comes time for parents to choose names for their children. But if there was one thing, you know, in, in bright, flashing neon letters, the church is saying is remember that the name has a very sacred nature when you are picking a name. Yeah, that's right. 2158, the Catechism states, God calls each one of us by name. Everyone's name is sacred. The name is the icon of the person. It demands respect as a sign of the dignity of the one who bears it. That's right out of the Catechism, Adam. That is a powerful, powerful line. 2158, God calls each one of us by name. Everyone's name is sacred. The name is the icon of the person. It demands respect as a sign of the dignity of the one who bears it. Uh, God is the author of life, and this is something very profound that needs to be remembered. In Isaiah 43.1, we read this, But now thus says the Lord, He who created you, he who formed you, fear not, I have redeemed you, and I have called you by name, and you are mine. Remember that Adam in the book of Genesis names all the animals when he's still in a state of his original solitude, what John Paul II called Adam's original solitude before the creation of Eve. He goes and he names each creature because he knows the very nature of the creature so much so that he knows none of them are made like him. None of them can be a complementary helpmate to him. So he knows the innate nature. Well, the same with parents in discernment, naming their child, okay, and what they hope for this child in the given baptismal name and what the name means. John 10.3 states, to him the gatekeeper opens, the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. Words from Jesus himself, right? And Jeremiah 1.5 states, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you, and before you were born, I consecrated you. Again, he's the God of life. In addition, the Catholic Church teaches that each baptized member holds a mysterious and unique character marked with God's name and shining forth in splendor precisely because the human person is called to ultimately be with God for all eternity to experience heaven, what the Catechism calls the beatific vision or eternal beatitude, right? Number 2159, the very next paragraph says, the name one receives is a name for eternity. In the kingdom of God, the mysterious and unique character of each person marked with God's name will shine forth in splendor for eternity. Parents must choose a name wisely then as their children's names are intended to stay with them forever. As such, our names can help inspire us to live out our holy call, the Catechism says, so that we may one day find our eternal place in God's kingdom forever. So with all of this in mind, Adam, instead of feeling any pressure uh, when deciding on a baby's name, all parents should delight in the prized occasion and the responsibility they have to name their child and take time precisely with its discernment process. Would you comb through you and your wife's children's names for us, Adam? So, you know, that, that's a really funny story because with James, who we discussed earlier, there was a great debate on whether he was going to be James or we're both very Irish if we were going to go with the traditional Gaelic version of that, Seamus. And uh, mm -hmm. it, it actually came down to this. We said if he, if he was born with red hair, he'd be Seamus. Anything else, he'd be James. And, and sure enough, he came okay. out blonde just like his mother. Um, we were going to name our second child, Rebecca, 
But then throughout that pregnancy, as much as we love that name, we found the name Emma, and we, we very much like that. And then with the next daughter was Amelia, and that's a family name, but also a saint's name. And a great saint, if you want a great image, she uh, ro- rode a fish across a river. So, you know, Father Don right. Calloway should probably meet her. She's a surfer. Wonderful, wonderful. And yeah. we'll talk about the importance of the family name here shortly. We'll cover that. Yeah. And then we did finally name one Rebecca. And that was a big debate about how we were going to spell that. And finally, with our, our fifth, we said, you know, all of our girls have a name that ends in the, the sound, uh. We need a good, holy name that ends in us. Uh. So we have Nora. So to, to recap, we have James, Emma, Amelia, Rebecca, and Nora. Yeah, so beautiful, beautiful. You know, uh, whatever the names we have been given, may all of us really savor their meaning and and what they inspire us to be, huh? And understanding the beauty that our parents gave them to us. Um, Aware of their origins is important, like you just mentioned the Gaelic uh, pronunciation and and thus the meaning, Uh, all the while glorifying God throughout this process. So again, no pressure for parents, but rather a beautiful reality of taking your time to discern it. So whether it be Rock, Peter, or Humble, Paul, or Princess, Sarah, or Friend, Ruth, A person's name can reflect so much about one's identity. This is evidenced by no greater example than our Lord himself as we declare his glory and magnitude each time we say his name, Jesus, God saves, or Emmanuel, God with us. How beautiful is that? Uh, A name also brings a touch of character. I've, I've touched on this a little bit. The meaning of our names can share so much about our character and foundation, a point that some parents encourage regularly Uh, with their children. For example, when giving uh, them their nightly blessing, say with their right hand thumb on the forehead. For instance, with faith name base like John, Luke, or Rebecca uh, that are all related to uh, biblical figures or saints, it is easy to discern strong demonstrated qualities in those very biblical figures and saints. Very strong qualities that they held by the story that's told about them or by what the name means in its language of origin. Uh, Parents should view it as an essential truth that their kids know their namesakes' identities, including what they did for God during their earthly lives, these great saints and biblical figures. So how they lived virtue to a heroic degree and how their patron helps to protect and guide them to heaven, uh, the very child that's named after them. Children's names can also feature a nod to their ancestry, like your little Amelia, huh? Uh, paying homage to grandparents or great-grandparents who have served as wonderful models of positive, impactful, and Christian living. In short, a child's Christian name can simultaneously celebrate a family's heritage. So to wrap it all up, you know, each child can have a name signifying a lifelong link while giving them the honor of always striving to embody the faith-based values and characteristics of those saints or biblical personages or other personages like family members of the past, that they are named after. A boy named Joseph, for example, can be encouraged during his formative years as a boy and a young man to always be just, quote unquote, the virtue of justice, to always be just in all things and to be caring and noble and valiant, just like St. Joseph himself, right? And and maybe even a great carpenter, you know? (laughs) Maybe the little Joseph named after St. Joseph can even be a great carpenter. So, In short, you know, faith tells us the name that is chosen is extremely important. This is a truth, Adam, that we just cannot lose sight of. 
You know, Father, one of the things I have to laugh at is when you were asking about the names. When James was in about kindergarten, we were expecting again, and everything about this pregnancy, my wife thought before we had the ultrasound, she said, I, you know, I just have the sense I'm having another boy. I'm having another boy. And we had decided, and we had told James, if, if mom has another boy, we are going to name him John. And then the two of you will be James and John, the sons of thunder. And, and sure enough, when we had the reveal with all of our family gathered and pink glitter started falling out of the envelope, James was moved to tears. And we said, son, what's wrong? And he goes, but but I wanted to be the sons of thunder. And he, he knew that <laughs> reference. Luckily for him, yeah. I, I'm still boisterous either way. He, he is a son of thunder, uh, whether he has a brother named John or not. There you go. There you go. There you go. You know, Adam, uh, in this whole talk about the importance of Catholic theology and, and the importance of naming a child and, and the virtue that's that dwells there and everything it means, uh, the church also gives us a guidance on what not to name your child. And yeah. that's really just as important. So I kind of want to go through that. I, I was going to ask you, are, are there rules, you know, we, we've talked about the sacred nature of names, but are there any names that are expressly prohibited? You know, choose any name you want except these. Yeah, well, yeah, the, the, the church definitely gives us some guidance, uh, especially canon law. Uh, it says, number 855 of canon law says, parents, sponsors, and the pastor are to take care that a name foreign to a Christian sensibility is not given. And some names are so offensive to Christian decency that if chosen by the parents, the sacrament of baptism is actually to be deferred. Uh, until the parents can change the chosen name of the child from the one that was objectionable. So objectionable names, examples of such uh, included are those for the devil, such as Satan, Lucifer, or Beelzebul, uh, and the names for pagan gods like Baal or Baal uh, or Molech. Uh, also to be excluded are, are names that are cuss words and derogatory slang terms, huh? Uh, so here's the deal again, uh, and I can't stress this enough. The birth of a child is a miraculous gift from Almighty God, and the selection of a faith-based name honors God and offers him thanks for the gift of a new life. So remember, the church does prohibit certain names, certain categories of names, and we need to be um, uh, very uh, conscious of that. You know, In addition to the catechism, I want to give a shout out to two great articles that I adapted this material from. What's in a name? Quite a bit, actually, is the name of the article by Matt uh, Charbonneau. Uh, that can be found at media.ascensionpress.com, back from 2020. And also, What's in a Name? by Father Michael Van Sloan from thecatholicspirit.com, and that's from November 2017. So a good synopsis, especially when we include the catechism and what it teaches in the numbered paragraphs that I gave Adam on, on what's in a name and why it's important for parents to uh, really relish in a joyful way in the discernment process that it takes them to pick out a name and the importance that it really does glorify God. And the middle names included here, and also the confirmation yeah. name. Well, well, circling back to that confirmation name and that evening at the Wright Institute for Theological Discourse, as we oh, lovingly he, refer to it. Has he chosen a name? <laughs> well, has he, he hasn't yet, name? but he did, okay. he did ask me. He said, Dad, do you have any advice on what I should look for in a name? And I said, well, you know, James, 
if Father Wade was with us, he would say, just as the saints were the contemporaries of their time, we are the contemporaries of our time, and we are called to be saints just like they were called to be saints. So I would suggest as you look through all of these different names, if you find a particular saint who resonates with you, you say, you know, I, I think I might have a lot in common with this saint, and you read some more about them. That's a saint you should pay attention to their name because that's a prime candidate. Other advice I gave him, look at saints whose feast days are relative to your life. Whose feast day is on your birthday? That's your homework. Go look that up. And not just for my son, but for everybody watching and listening today. Whose saint is celebrated on your birthday? What about on your baptismal day? What is an activity you like to do? Maybe you like to play sports or you like to build. Who's the patron saint of your sport or of the profession you think you might want to go into in life? I said, those are all arrows pointing you to where you should look for a name for your confirmation name. Great. Fantastic advice from a dad, Adam. I, I commend you. Uh, and remember, too, uh, I, I like that you mentioned the different categories of professions because there are patron saints of different professions. You know, St. Thomas More for lawyers, for example. And that's very important. Let's not forget the category of martyrs, mm-hmm. those who died for the faith, like St. Sebastian and St. Agnes. Uh, St. John the Baptist uh, died for natural marriage, as did uh, St. Thomas More. Uh, so we, we have the, the whole host of martyrs, as well as uh, confessors, virgins, priests, consecrated religious that are canonized, all these different categories that are shown in the, in the, in the uh, breviary, the divine office. We have the commons in the back, so commons of virgins, commons of priests, commons of martyrs, all these different categories of, of saints that are canonized. Uh, and, and there's just a whole plethora of, of names to choose from. Uh, and, and we should never get overwhelmed by it because God will guide you through that process. Uh, Adam, can you say one more time, what is what is the name of the institute that's, that is your dining we, we, table? We call it the Wright Institute for Theological Discourse, where we have covered everything from the four last things to Mary's assumption to confirmation names uh, to what they heard at Great. Mass that day. There is no wrong question. We just sometimes have to look for correct answers. And, and it's great to pull out the catechism or the scriptures with the kids and really dive into some of these things. And I have been known from time to time to say, you know, I don't know how to answer that, but if we play the Roadmap to Heaven podcast, I did an interview with somebody that does. So let's just hear what they had to say. It's it's a perk of being the uh, radio slash podcast host. Well, well, I'll tell you what, calling your dining room table that is definitely an image for me of the Domestica Ecclesia, the domestic church, yeah. you know, yeah. the right institute for theological discourse. Talk about having the the domestic church alive and breathing. There it is right there in your dining room. Yes, and, and, and just as the bishop of the diocese has his cathedra, I think every father has his chair in the dining room, and you yeah, may only right. sit there with his permission. So, well, yeah, there you go. Father, as we wrap up, you know I'm going to ask you to lead us in prayer here, but I, I think it's another important reminder of something you said, that at baptism and in confirmation uh, in all of the sacraments, and every time we pray, we pray in the name of, of the Father yeah. and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And I think that's a really good reminder that when we go out and live the day, uh, if, if we pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and then deny that with our lifestyle, what a great insult that is to the holy name of God. Yeah, you know, Jesus revealed the Father. Jesus revealed the Holy Spirit by name. Jesus was revealed by name, a name that his parents gave him. 
and so we we are baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit with that first given name uh, and the middle name uh, can be inserted as well at the time of one's baptism. So so all these beautiful beautiful truths are linked, Adam. There's no doubt, and uh, it, it's it's so important because again our name goes with us as the Catechism teaches into eternity for all eternity. Well, on that note, Father, let's pray and close our time together. Certainly, Adam, may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit descend upon all of our covenant network and roadmap to heaven listeners and remain with each and every one of you this day and always, St. Joseph, Terror of Demons. Pray for us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much, Adam, for this wonderful opportunity. It was fun. No, thank you, Father, for uh, acquiescing to our request to talk about names today on the show. And uh, I look forward to the next time we can be together. Thank you so much now. God bless you.